For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So it turns out the best pitcher on the market was never on the market. Good morning to you. Good. And I do mean good. Friday morning, I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates, and it comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Mitch Keller was signed to a five-year, $77 million extension yesterday getting something out of the way that's usually not gotten out of the way until later in the spring and i had reported to you for months that mitch was more than amenable to staying in pittsburgh it was his preference and that mitch wasn't going to be looking to blow out the bank both of those things played out precisely that way and as a result the Pirates have now kept one, two, three cornerstone players under their own roof. The other two, of course, being Brian Reynolds and Kid Brian Hayes. I'm not about to downplay or certainly dismiss the importance of signing external free agents, particularly not when these Pirates absolutely unequivocally must do that between now and and March 28th in Miami, because Mitch isn't going to make more than one of every five starts. My feeling is that Ben Charrington still needs to spend big, whether that's in terms of money or trade capital, whatever it happens to be, to bring in this number two starter. And I do mean number two, at least for now, meaning pre-Paul Skeens. This has to be their impact guy. If they can get that through a trade, okay. If they can get that through free agency, as far as I'm concerned, so much the better because I'd rather give up some of the owner's money than I would, say, a prospect or two. But I am not here to make a positive into a negative. This is a legitimately great day for the Pirates. And don't let anyone try to sway you otherwise. This is three springs in a row where they've signed one of these types of players. This is how it's done in an unfair system that doesn't have a salary cap, that doesn't have a salary floor, that doesn't have expanded revenue sharing, whatever terminology you choose to use. It's not run the way the other sports are. So your best bet is always to take care of your own. And honestly, you know, we talk a lot about windows. I bring it up on this show a fair amount. When you're looking at a player's age bracket or what might be their peak, what's usually a player's peak at a certain position, and say, well, if you don't win in this window, then you're going to have to basically blow it up and start all over again. 
This window, as far as I'm concerned, and I said this at the time and I'll repeat it now, was established by Reynolds. I'm of the opinion, and I don't know that it's exactly an out-there opinion, that Reynolds is this franchise's best player. I'm also of the opinion that he's going to remain the franchise's best player for the foreseeable future. That's not a knock on who else might be up and coming. It's not a cynical statement about the rest of the roster. That's just how much I think of Reynolds. Baseball is built on consistency, and he's got that. But to add into that, now, really, for the first time in a long time, a starting pitcher that you optimally can trust. This isn't one year for Mitch. This is, oh, I'm trying to think back to when he was sent down to the minors, kind of a mess. And that was, what, two months into the 2022 season? So you're talking about a year and a half plus of outstanding performance, all-star level performance, at times dominance. When it comes to strikeouts, definitely dominance. That's a wonderful thing to have in place before Skeens comes up. I don't want Skeens shouldering the load of the franchise or even the load of the rotation when he gets going, regardless of how spectacularly talented he is. Heck, I don't want Mitch doing that either. With all due respect, that's why this number two starter remains. Oh, let's just say you're going to be hearing me talk about it a lot between now and the time this individual arrives. When a move like this happens, a lot of things start to make sense where beforehand they didn't. And in fairness, they shouldn't have because the pirates still are not worthy of anyone's deep and unconditional trust. Although I, I, I don't like to do that. I'll just say that they're not deserving of my deep and unconditional trust. You're free to feel about it as you choose. I feel that this team could be heading in the right direction if a couple of things, a couple of significant things go right. Number one is that number two starter. Number two is that their one ones perform like one ones, meaning not just Skeens, but also Henry Davis. And eventually, even though he wasn't a one one, he was a one four, Termar Johnson. Your best players, to steal the cliche, have to be your best players. And if you have them scattered about the diamond, and you have enough of them, and from there, a significant percentage of those remain in the affordable category, meaning in their zero to six years, and then that fits within your Reynolds slash Hay slash Keller window. And then, just for fun, because I feel like doing this today, you add David Bednar into it. Yeah, you see? It's been a really, really good 24-hour period for your ball club. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who says, DK, with Mitch Keller wrapped up and Reynolds and Hayes before him, and before that, Andrew McCutcheon, Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco. Every year, they commit real dollars to their current players, and yet every year, people are like, they never commit to anyone. It's frustrating that the Pirates don't go the free agent route, but they aren't exactly the A's. Chris, I'm actually going to amend your list, even though I really don't even like saying this guy's name on the show, but they did it with Felipe Vazquez, too. Okay, I know nobody even wants to think about that guy for a bunch of very, very good reasons, but he fit into that as well. That was a long-term and expensive contract, which thankfully he'll never see a penny of now. But the rest of these guys, yeah, it's happened a lot. Now, it happens within the context of the Pirates' payroll still being too low year after year after year. No one should ever let them off the hook for being too cheap. They are way too cheap. And I don't even know why I'm pluralizing it. It's Bob Nutting. He's way too cheap. And this this isn't exactly hot news, I'm sure, to anyone. Certainly not to anyone who's been either listening to my stuff or reading my stuff over the years. I believe he's too cheap. I believe the Pirates would be better off if he sold. I believe that he's responsible for a lot more negative things within the organization than even payroll, as I've also shared over the years. But if there's one area in which the team, and by extension, the owner, can be largely absolved, it's that they've kept their people. Now, you can point, if you want, to Garrett Cole. To my mind, he's really the one example over the past decade. But I'll tell you two things about the Cole situation. One is that he's represented by Scott Boris, who was never, ever, 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 ever going to let Cole sign an extension with the Pirates. Because if he puts Cole out there, and with Cole having been a Yankees fan growing up and all that other stuff, he knew he'd always get top dollar from New York, which, by the way, he ended up doing. The part about the Cole scenario that ended up being so awful was that Neil Huntington traded him for almost nothing. I I say that lovingly about Joe Musgrove, nice pitcher and everything, would mind having him on the roster right now. But when you move a coal, you've got to hit a windfall. You can't just be saying coal for Musgrove. You had to have more than, you know, Colin Moran and who was the big righty uh, reliever that they got. I mean, how do you even have a reliever included in a deal like that? How do you go for a bunch of AAA ready to play guys instead of ultra high-end prospects. Anyway, I don't want to get derailed here. Those are the two things I wanted to say about Cole. You're not going to find another example. 
Now, that's kind of sad to say, too, because you'd like to have more than a handful of players worth signing to long-term extensions. And that's actually the bigger problem, even though that doesn't really resonate much with the common fan. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. I will remind that I'm heading down on Monday to Bradenton to spend the full week down there with the ball club and report to you from one of my favorite places on the planet. See how positive I can be on this day? Ha <laughs> ha!